0: And I I think it ties a lot to what I just said is like, I I do have this vision of women supporting women. And in in my my job before I was a life coach, that was kind of one of my mantras was like, in this company, like I'm gonna support you, you're gonna support the other men and women around you and we're, we're gonna help each other. We're gonna be a community that helps each other rather than, you know, claws our way to the top. But I think especially for women, that's really applicable.
1: What if you had the confidence and boldness to ask for what you want, go for that promotion, choose to change lanes, or live your way into your biggest goals? Our guest today coaches women in conquering their fear, creating productive habits, and building the roadmaps that take them in the direction they want to go. She reminds us that we will never feel ready and that taking action is what leads to confidence.
2: Hello, hotties. Welcome to the weekly podcast for people craving a sense of connectedness, a dose of empathy, a glimpse of the way forward, and an opportunity to engage. Kate Hudson, our guest this week, is an executive life coach, public speaker, and the owner of Shattered Glass Coaching. After years of work as a business leader, teacher, coach, and mentor, Kate turned her passion for mentoring others into practical knowledge for the real world skills that women can use in their everyday lives to help them gain confidence, develop greater leadership skills, and achieve their wildest dreams. Kate now coaches executive women to become courageous leaders in their workplaces and their personal lives. Kate's market niche may be female executives, but this episode has wisdom and energy for everyone. I dare any of you hotties to listen and not get inspired and empowered.
1: I dare you! Stay tuned for a real conversation about what women face in the workplace and how they can walk confidently toward their goals. Get your high fives and fist pumps ready. You're gonna need them.
2: And hey, if this or any other Here Together episode engages or intrigues you, how about sharing it with just the right person? It's easy. Almost every podcast app you might be using on your phone has a share option. Or you can go to our podcast webpage, here-together.us/slash pod, and find the green envelope button either on the sidebar on the desktop or the bottom of the screen on your mobile device, and send the episode link via email to all of your favorite people. Think about the woman in your life who would love to get a little more confidence, a little more inspiration from Kate Hudson. Send it on. They'll be glad to hear from you and receive this gift. All right. The cats are secured? Well, they are napping right now, which is fortunate. We have a kitten now, Mm -hmm. and he is a full-on podcat. And I am conflicted about whether or not to talk about how cute and lovely he is or to complain about how often he has to chew on, touch, and redistribute the cables in the podcast studio.
1: What a maniac he is. He is a
2: maniac. Fortunately, he's a sleeping maniac right now, so we can say, check.
1: And the tape is rolling. Check caffeine at optimal levels
2: well since we've discovered that we can freeze espresso and turn it into coffee ice cubes for our iced coffee yes oh yeah it is definitely optimal at this point check
1: the microphones are hot
2: check we We are are here here together. together Welcome so much, Kate. We really appreciate you being here with us today, and we know that a significant portion of our audience is female, and we know, we, we suspect that they're listening in part because we talk about, you know, how are we going to be more engaged in the world? How are we going to be of service in the world? How are we going to bring our gifts to the world? So I think you are, you know, a perfect guest for, for our audience. Thanks for being here.
0: Thank you for having me on today, guys.
2: Awesome. And uh, Kelly, why don't you ask the first question? Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, we are very
1: curious about people's trajectory from from the early days to where they are now and how they got that way. And so we ask everybody, what did little 10-year-old Kate want to be when she grew up?
0: I used to tell my mom that I wanted to travel overseas and write. Hmm. And I don't think I knew if there was a job for that or not or what that looked like. But I think it speaks to my adventurous side and the fact that I like to get out and about and meet new people and um, kind of record those experiences. Uh, I'm not a travel writer or anything along those lines, but I still do have that adventurous spirit. And I think that uh, even 10-year-old me knew that I would um, not remain in one place for too long throughout my life.
1: So the last year has been kind of a challenge for you, I imagine.
0: Yes. Along with being um, adventurous, I'm also a pretty extreme extrovert. So I've had to definitely get in touch with my introverted side, um, pick up some books and lots of phone calls and Zoom calls. I know a lot of people are tired of the Zoom happy hours and are tired of the Zoom calls, but I love it. It's what keeps me going.
2: Nice. Great. So it sounds like, sounds like little Kate was ready to be the next Elizabeth Gilbert, but I guess you still have time. You're young enough to, to be the next Liz Gilbert.
0: <laughs> can only hope. I can only hope. <laughs> yeah.
2: Great. Great. I wonder, what was it? Uh, eat, pray, love. Do you mm-hmm. have, do you have three words that you would put on a cover of a book? Do you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Ooh.
2: That's a good question.
0: Eat would stay. I want to keep that one. <laughs> yeah, right.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe, um, Eat, laugh, chat.
2: Love it. Love it. Yeah. Love it. You know, Kate, I was looking at, at your website and your materials. And one of the things that stood out to me was, was this talk about confidence and bringing more confidence to the workplace. And just kind of curious, what, what gives you confidence now?
0: I think what's, what's given me confidence over, over years is taking action and it sounds kind of counterintuitive because you think you need confidence in order to take action but i actually think it's the reverse i think that when you take action any action is when you gain confidence and i used to have i used to have a mentor who told me that competence breeds confidence mm. so i think i think doing anything well um large things or small things are what ultimately bring you more confidence, um, just a deeper assurance of yourself. And, um, for me, by by doing some traveling and by having some career changes throughout the last 10 years, um, and doing, doing different things that I never felt ready for, but I just took action and I did them because who's ever ready for what's next. Um, just doing something is what's, what's given me confidence. And I try to instill that into the women who I work with.
2: Oh, wow, that's great. Do you have a do you have a particular example of something that you didn't feel ready for, but but you did anyway?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So straight out of college, I actually joined Teach for America. And I was teaching fourth grade English in rural Louisiana. Yeah. And that was a crazy two years. And I I definitely wasn't ready for it. And I remember showing up to my classroom on the first day. And I'm I'm in, I'm in a very rural town. I I can't even call it a city. Um, and, and I introduced myself to 25 kids who have no idea who I am. Um, and I I was just thinking, how am I going to do this? How am I going to take these kids? They they were two to three years behind in reading levels Hmm. and I'd been charged with getting them on grade level. And I felt like I was treading water just every day showing up. Um, but again, I continued to show up. I, I stuck to my commitment of being there for two years and teaching these kids for two years. And just by showing up every day and, and deciding I'm not going to quit, I'm not going to give up.
2: And not, not, not everybody makes it all the way through Teach for America. Not no. everybody makes it all the way through that two years commitment. There's a pretty good, pretty good uh, dropout rate of that program
0: yeah exactly it's true and And even my first year compared to my second year, I saw immense growth in myself and I wasn't a different person. I'd only had one year of experience teaching. It wasn't like I had this like life changing training or gotten my master's or anything. I was the exact same Kate as I was the year before, but just by by showing up and and being competent and and finding really little wins throughout the semester in the school year and 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 recognizing those wins that I did have um and celebrating them rather than thinking oh my gosh every day is a challenge um i was able to feel more comfortable and more confident and even year 2 was just so different from the first year
2: so focusing on the wins rather than focusing on how hard it is or was
0: yeah i think if you can find even just the little wins the little things to celebrate and it's not always easy you you have to force yourself to do it right or, or have an account, accountability partner or, or somebody great in your life who can help you do that um, is really helpful. But focusing on the negative and the gripe sessions, I think um, I would have been in a really different place. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like
1: you have kind of a team approach to success that we're not in it ourselves, that we can ask for help and and work together to help each other succeed.
0: Definitely. And I, I when I was a kid, kid. My parents used to say, who you hang out with is who you become. And (laughs) I used to kind of scoff at that, but now I actually think about my own life. And, um, if I hang out with four successful people, I'll become the fifth. Mm. If I hang out with four really funny people, I'll become the fifth funny person. And I think there's definitely some worth behind thinking through who your circle is, who your, your smaller community is and um, the successes that you can share and what you're going towards. And there is some truth to that statement that I was told growing up.
2: That's why we've been doing this podcast. We're just trying mm-hmm. to find, we're just trying to be the fifth person in, in all of these podcasts. Right.
1: Interviews. We're trying yeah. to find Ooh, the right people that. to hang the, the, out the with fifth,
2: the fifth smart person, the fifth motivated person, the fifth, you know, adventurous person. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Are you up next, Kel? Um, well,
1: you, you I was, a different question. I was curious what, uh, what gives you confidence now? Has anything changed?
2: That was actually, I didn't, oh. I, I messed up. I didn't ask the younger woman question. I asked the, Oh, you asked the confidence. older one. Yeah. Oh. I, think we're, I think we're good with that one. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Then I'll move on to the next question. <laughs> so you quit your corporate job, Kate, to start your own business.
2: That, in, the, in the middle of a pandemic.
1: Oh, you did it last year.
0: Yes. Oh my okay. goodness.
1: So that is a really big, Big, bold move and speaks of confidence. Uh, What triggered it and what gave you the guts to do it?
0: So the company that I was working at uh, before I started my own business, I wore a lot of hats in the role that I had. So I was doing sales. I was doing marketing, customer retention. I was hiring employees. I was training them. And... uh, From doing all of it, basically, I realized my favorite part, the part that really fired me up was mentorship and mentoring and coaching these younger employees who I was hiring, who I was training and watching them grow and watching them find success. And I had more fun with that than I ever had in sales or marketing. And that's why I kept showing up to work. It's just for those people and those people that I was continuing to see grow. And then um, flash forward to 2019, just a few months before the world shut down. um, I was actually on a surf retreat in El Salvador. It was a women's surf retreat. There were 10 women. We're all in our 20s or 30s. And I was sitting on a beach in El Salvador. And I was talking to some of the women about how much I love being this mentor, how much I love cheering people on and seeing their successes. And one woman in the group said, Kate, you would make a great life coach. And I kind of dismissed it at the time. Um, again, we're, we're sitting on a beach. I'm like, that's an interesting thought. And I didn't think much of it, but it kept coming back to my mind over the next couple of weeks, couple of months. I'm like, Emma said I would make a great life coach. What does that even mean? And I started researching it, I started looking into it, and I came to terms with the fact that. This is a real career. It's a real job. People do this. (laughs) People can make a career out of this. And essentially I'm getting paid to be someone's personal cheerleader. And the idea that I could make a living out of that just sounded so fulfilling and so cool to me. And wasn't something I had ever toyed with until I actually got home from the beach and started researching it. And the more I did, the more, the more right it felt. And of course, it was by that point, it was the middle of quarantine. And I, I just thought, my whole life has changed. Everyone's whole life has changed. Why not add some more change on top of that? Why why not just uh just change my whole life entirely if I'm if things are changing anyways? Um and that's that was the impetus of how I decided to start my business and become a life coach. Uh,
2: huh. I'm a big fan of mentoring. I, I ran a youth mentoring program for 10 years, but since then I've really been noticing how mentoring shows a particular kind of strength in that, you know, kind of the, an old way of imagining success, which I don't think is, has ever really been successful is like, I got mine. Don't worry about his or hers in this case. Um, and you know, the pie is limited and nobody gets to come up behind me. You know, I'm locking the door to the C-suite and nobody's, nobody's getting, nobody's taking it away from me. But I noticed that when I mentor other people, whether they're youth or uh, other adults, I feel amazing and I feel really strong and powerful. And I'm just kind of curious, was, tell me a little bit more about what you like about mentoring people.
0: I love seeing other people accomplish their goals and other people reach their dreams. I think there's something really cool about about hearing it from the start when it's just a dream, and that's how all my work with my clients begins. Is I, I start out with like, what do you want? What do you really want in your life? And then we go about how we're going to get it. Like, what's the plan to get there? That comes in a little bit, and seeing them actually start getting it and eventually um, fully reach that goal is so rewarding. And just like you said, I feel really encouraged and, and almost validated when I, when I'm like, I helped with that, (laughs) like because of my support and my accountability and and the tools that I taught somebody, they were able to reach those goals, I think is incredibly rewarding. Um, And I think there's also this, this aspect of, I feel like I can only take my clients as far as I'm willing to go for myself. And I feel like just in the past year, since I started my business, that being a coach has forced me to be more confident and be more bold and be more focused on my own development. Because if I'm not, how can I tell my clients to do that? And that doesn't mean I don't have my flaws and that I don't have the same um, issues that everybody else has. But it means that I'm, I'm forced to be more intentional about the goals I'm going for and what I'm doing in my life. And that's been really cool to see in myself as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of kind of living or Kelly, did you have something you wanted to follow up on, on that?
1: No, go ahead. Okay.
2: So just, you know, just speaking of kind of, you know, living, living what you're saying and, and, uh, kind of coaching yourself. What have you learned from this big, bold move of starting your own business a year ago?
0: It's been very humbling at moments. <laughs> Um, my biggest limiting belief when I started my company was that I have no, I have no business experience as far as starting a business. Um, like I don't have my MBA. I I never viewed myself as an entrepreneur. I didn't hold that identity of myself. And so I, I thought I'm not qualified. I'm not experienced. I don't know what I'm doing. And to some degree that was true. Right. But, but does anybody ever really know what they're doing when they do something for the first time?
1: No. That's a really good point.
2: No. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're we're laying down new wood floors in our house, and it's just like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, we could have done that better, but... We're
0: learning.
2: <laughs> Kelly even said, maybe this is just our practice house.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Q imposter syndrome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah.
0: Well, I was curious, Kate, if you
1: see people struggling with even... Figuring out what they want. Yes. And what that looks like, you know, kind of if you step back and look at all of your clients, you know, are there any patterns there or about what people are are struggling with or how they get to a place of giving themselves permission to want what they want or admit what they want?
0: I love that you said that because for for some people it 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 doesn't come out right away what they actually want, or they might not have that clarity. And I think through coaching, you you do gain some clarity as far as what you do want. And right now, a lot of the women I work with want fulfillment in life. And for some of them, that's that's career-wise. For some of them, that's in their relationships or in other aspects of their lives. But I think, I think they want to feel fulfilled and they want to feel joy um, on a day-to-day basis, not, not fleeting moments of joy. Um, and in order to do that, we do need to have that clarity about the next steps to take. And sometimes you're taking steps and you're not quite sure where it's going to lead you, but you know, you're going in the right direction.
1: (laughs) Mm. Love it. Yeah.
0: So coaching has, has been really great. I think, um, in my life and in my clients, just because even if, even if you can't pinpoint exactly what you want, you know, you're headed there, you know, you're going in the right direction.
2: Awesome. Great. I think, I think in, in, in part two, Kate, I want to circle back and, and hear from you more about, you know, fulfillment and, and people finding fulfillment and joy. Cause you know, that's what everybody's, everybody's looking for. And we've, you know, we, one of the things on this podcast is we don't really believe in happiness, but we do believe in, in fulfillment mm-hmm. and we do believe in joy, but, but kind of before we get to that part, just kind of some more nuts and bolts, like what is a, what is a coaching session or a coaching relationship with you? Like,
0: in part cheerleader, supporting you and, and, and cheering you on and telling you that I, I have this vision for you and I believe in you. In other part, kind of like tough love coach. Mm. So holding you accountable, asking you hard questions that maybe your friends aren't going to ask you, mm. um, pushing you outside of your comfort zone and forcing you to to take action um, in different areas of your life. I always end my session with uh, action items. So you know, this week I'll assign action items to each client based on whatever it was we talked about. And, and sometimes they're not easy, right? Uh, <laughs> for some people, I, I, I give them the action items that I know will be a push for them or a stretch for them. But the other great thing about coaching is that accountability. Like, they know they're going to talk with me the next week, and I'm going to ask them, like, "I told you to do this last week. Did you do it?" And if they say no, I'm going to be like, "Why not?" Let's talk about why not. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. And can you even go, cause I know, can you even go a little, like a a step further back in maybe what I should have asked is, you know, what, what is coaching? Because I know, uh, even our, our dear friend and one of our most stalwart podcast fans really loved an episode where we talked to, uh, Ken Kilday and Tom Check, a couple of life coaches Mm -hmm. and, and this particular fan, Adam, was like, "I didn't really know what coaching was until that episode." Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, is it is it yeah. therapy? Is it uh, is it like a football coach? Is it a volleyball coach? You know, what is <laughs> what is executive coaching? Especially as yeah, you and, do it, yeah.
0: And with coaching, of course, there are so many different types of coaches. Um, in my specific role with executive life coaching, I'm working with people who want to achieve certain goals. Um, either personal or professional, but, but they, they have goals that they want to meet in their life, whether that's to feel more fulfilled or to find a career that they love or to get a promotion that they want. And I work with clients on one, overcoming fear so that they have the mindset to do it. And then two, I work with them to create a roadmap of sorts so that they have actionable steps to get them towards that goal. And a lot of it goes hand in hand with, with habit change as well. Um, So there's, there's the mindset and then there's the habits and the roadmap that you follow. And so a a coach is the one who helps you create that roadmap and also works with you to develop that mindset so that you can go after what you want. Um, For me in my, my role, it's usually professional women um, and it's usually career related or confidence related, but you know, there's, there's health coaches, there's financial coaches um, there's coaches who specialize in all sorts of areas, but I think it, it's all about, um, moving towards whatever goal you want to achieve and having somebody help push you in that direction.
1: That's a really good, clear definition. And I kind of wanted to pile on a little bit and just ask, cause I'm reading some of the testimonials from your clients and, Like, I know how easy it is to get pumped up and excited about what somebody says, but then to to translate in that into actually me doing something different (laughs) and me breaking out of my rut and and dealing with that fear of success and fear of failure and all of the things that we have to kind of wade through or climb over in order to get to the next place for us. Um, you know, one of your testimonials says her energy is vibrant, inspiring, and wise, you know, it's like, how does your awesome energy, which is apparent, you know, it's, I already feel more energized than when we started just, just by being in conversation with you, how do people tend to take your enthusiasm and translate that into real change for themselves, I guess, is the question.
0: That's a really good question. And part of it is holding that enthusiasm for my client and believing in them so much and, and, and holding that belief for them that if I'm so enthusiastic and energetic about what they can achieve, then maybe they'll start believing it about themselves too. And I I have heard that before, um, that, you know, if you believe I can do it, I I guess I can do it. Why not? You're telling me I can, I guess I can. Um, obviously that's not all, but that is a part of it. And then I think the other part of it is being a good coach means asking the right questions and i focus a lot of my time and effort during my sessions on asking my clients the right questions in the right order that will get to that place where they're like dang why am i not making that change um and and you can do this in your own mind if you if you train yourself but so many people don't go down that mental rabbit hole of of why they're doing the things they're doing and and not making changes but with a coach who's asking the right questions you you can get there and you can get to a place where you understand how the change is ultimately going to benefit you and you're motivated to do it. Mm. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's inspiring And it. And it, uh, yeah, that's inspiring. I just got off a, a, just a free coaching session with, with Rick Haland. Oh, you did. Highland, Highland who, uh, who we interviewed <laughs> a couple of weeks back and, I and just he, listened
0: to it. Yeah. Oh,
2: goody. Yeah. And he, he, yeah. he asked great questions and his energy, Definitely helped me feel much stronger and more confident about, you know, because I'm like, well, I'm thinking that I want to do more of this, and he's like, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really in line with your purpose. Oh my god! Fantastic. Like, I guess it is. I guess it is. <laughs> yeah, but let's uh, let's take a little break and and let folks reflect a little bit, and we'll be right back with more Kate Hudson. Thanks so much for being hey. here, everybody.
0: I love it.
1: If you're enjoying today's podcast, you might also want to check back and listen to Episode 42, How to Turn Setbacks into Success with Serial Entrepreneur, Melanie Benayet. She's one of our favorites, and she'll be one of yours, too. You can also listen to episode 60 how to get coached with ken kilday and tom check and find out what happened when charles and i got coached
2: live 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 and, and in, in person re- yeah live yeah. And in person well 11 sort of. it took 11 minutes of coaching each yeah for us to experience
1: for us to get growth like, and change get kerpowied yeah yeah so another good one is episode 70 how to live your purpose with rick highland
2: we just we just talked we about, just
1: talked about yeah. and he is a deer and we like him a lot.
2: And for a slightly different kind of podcast, check out Rema- the Remaking Manhood podcast, which is out now on all of the podcast Today, platforms.
1: I'm excited for all of the women and all of the men.
2: Yes. Yes. It's,
1: it's for everybody.
2: It's for everybody. And what we do is interview Mark Green and I, as we, we interview men in particular who have what we say made the leap from kind of toxic, unhealthy masculinity into a healthier, more compassionate, more connected masculinity and hopefully setting an example for other men to follow so that they can live more authentic lives with more freedom and more joy.
1: They can be their whole selves.
2: Mm -hmm. Check out the Remaking Manhood podcast on all of the podcast platforms. And if you're liking what you're hearing from Kate so far, take advantage of her free breakthrough session. Go to slash book a call to get a free 30 minute session with Kate.
1: Ooh, that's a good deal. Well,
2: let's get back to uh, asking Kate some questions. Thanks so much for listening, everybody.
1: And we're back with the Here Together podcast and Kate Hudson.
2: So Kate, you you know, again, your energy is, is contagious and wonderful. I'm squirming in my seat, but what is it that you like best about coaching and supporting professional women?
0: I think getting to see the, the relationships that I develop and how, how the relationship evolves as the person evolves. And as I evolve along with them, I feel like I, I always learn something from every client who I work with and our relationships grow and change. And again, like seeing, seeing that progress, it's, It's so fun to come back each week to a different client and and they're like, Oh, that, that thing that I was struggling with a couple weeks ago, like, Oh, I've got that now. And and being like, Oh, okay. So funny. I I had one client who, uh, she was, um, a big, a big caffeine addict. And she, she said, I'm going to keep drinking caffeine, you know, forever. That's a non-negotiable for me. I'm like, Okay. I, I'm not going to touch that. You know, as a fellow caffeine addict, like I'm not going to touch it. It's fine. <laughs> and we worked on a lot of other things. We talked about mindset. We, we started talking about confidence and two weeks later, she's like, I haven't touched a Pepsi in in two weeks. I'm like, okay. And she's like, I'm not drinking coffee in the morning. I'm like, I, I don't know how this happened, but this is awesome and i I think that she really was was feeling just like a a more confident version of herself and she she took that identity that she didn't need caffeine as a as a way to cope and keep her energy up anymore but it was cool just like seeing her come back and and growing and changing and being excited and in our relationship and kind of like the humor and celebration that went along with that and Yeah. Those relationships and the way that they change and grow throughout the coaching, I think, is is really um, something I cherish.
2: That's lovely. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So was there something that you were seeing, you know, in the workplace that in in particular with women that you really wanted to take a stick to or or (laughs) or or or, or, uh, or, you know, see some see some change happen?
0: so many things. <laughs> uh, but but to narrow it down, um, I, w- I was seeing a lot of women who were so knowledgeable and so hardworking that weren't being recognized for their achievements. And I, I was like, she should be tooting her own horn. Like she should be telling everyone about her accomplishments. And I was seeing women who, who didn't want to brag about their accomplishments. They didn't want to come across as egotistic or self-centered or, you know, they didn't want to be called names. And so they just kind of like put their head down and got to work. And to their credit, everyone always viewed these women as hard workers and and as experts in the company, but they weren't the ones getting promoted first. Mm. And maybe they eventually would, but they weren't the first ones getting picked for promotions. And so Seeing that made me made me like really want to empower women to like uh, not brag about yourself, but like claim your victories.
1: Yeah, they're not. They weren't advocating for themselves.
0: Yeah. And like tell people about your achievements, like claim them as your own and communicate those achievements to everyone. And yeah, advocate for yourself, like you said, Kelly.
2: There's something about I'm, I'm in a mastermind group with four women and me, and <laughs> we, part of what we do in that mastermind group is celebrate each other. And, and, and part of what you get to do is say, "I want some celebration around this thing that I just accomplished." And one of the one of the women last week, you know, was celebrating an accomplishment, but I noticed that her body language didn't change. And, you know, men, you know, men, we have all kinds of problems around our bodies, but one of the things we get to do is we get to, we get to raise our hands or like do some sort of like sports motion. Like, yeah, I just did that. I got that sale. I finally, you know, got my online class done or, you know, whatever it was. And I know that, I know that, you know, sadness and and trauma and anger can get stuck in the body. And I was just wondering like, why can't accomplishment you know, Mm -hmm. be can't we can't we anchor that in our body so that we can be more confident, so that we can uh you know build on our successes like what can we do as 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 men and and can we support women and like go ahead and like make a motion, you know, when you when you accomplish, you know, raise your fist or put your hand on your heart or wave your finger or whatever it is when something awesome happened.
0: Yeah, I love that. And it's so true. I think um a lot of a lot of women minimize both their words and their bodies when when they're put in situations where they do need to celebrate themselves. I've even heard women when being praised say like I couldn't have done it without my team or like thanks to John over there we were able to accomplish it. And like you said that's not like properly accepting your achievement or claiming your victory. That's like you're sharing it with people when you're the one who is congratulated. And so I think a good starting point is just thank you. Mhm. <laughs> and that's so simple but I think anyone men or women if, if somebody's complimenting you or celebrating you or giving you a pat on the back big or small accept it say thank you and smile don't say thank you but or like oh we got lucky just just thank you great <laughs> and that's so simple but I think it's it's a good starting point for so many people
1: no oh, that's beautiful I love that Simple. Thank you. It's not easy. I think we've we've had that challenge on on here to accept a compliment. And, you know, it's
2: people have real trouble with that. Yeah. Even even between the two of us, like Mm -hmm. just 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 saying, thank you, Kelly. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting better at it. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely fist pump, so you know.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I love the I love the, uh, the like power poses. Um, mm. Oh yeah, I'm those sure. are
1: fun.
0: Yeah, I'm sure you guys have seen that, but um, I like I do those in the mirror sometimes before like a big a big interview or something like that. Like the the hands on my hips, Superwoman pose, chest totally. up, chin up, and yeah. I know there's psychology behind it, but I swear it really works. Like it makes you feel more confident. Like Superwoman pose. Take that deep breath. It tricks your mind. It does something for you.
1: Yeah. Our bodies have a wisdom that we don't use enough, I think.
2: I think about Gail Gail Godot playing playing Wonder Woman. I just watched the four-hour Zack Snyder recut of Justice League, and she's like radiant and having a wonderful time. And being really powerful. And then there's like Batman schlumping around. I'm so sad. And even Superman's like, I'm so dark and disgusted with myself. Oh, no! Like, wow. Wonder Woman doesn't have any time for that, man. Mm-mm. She's just like standing there. Anyway.
0: The other shift that I think is is also subtle but powerful is switching from we language to I language. So when, when you're talking about something that you did, saying I... XYZ rather than we. So like taking that credit and and this is especially useful I think in a work setting, but I guess it could be applied to any aspect of life. Is like I did this or I am going to do this, not like we got it. Mm -hmm. Um, Like no, put that put the responsibility but also um, the victory on yourself because because it is you. Like give give yourself some credit, Um, not just the team, but for yourself.
1: Yeah, I'm curious. Um, I mean. I think there are a lot of barriers to women getting equality and power in the workplace, but I think at least at some point it was literally dangerous for women to do the things that you are now coaching people to do. And I don't know when maybe that changed, but I'm really curious how you handle that fear Um, That, you know, there might be retribution or there might be consequences for taking that power back. And, you know, what other kinds of barriers are you have you been seeing for for the women that you work with?
0: I think a lot of these habits come from years and years of, of learned behavior, like when we were when we were girls in school. Um, like being obedient and being agreeable and following directions and being quiet that served us well yeah we got brownie
1: points for that we got gold stars for that
0: it made us great students and that that whole mindset of course carries with us to adulthood but it doesn't serve us well in the workplace and maybe certain aspects of it do I think females are, are great relationship builders and that, that does serve them really well in the workplace, finding allies and finding relationships at work. But I do talk to my clients a lot about how, you know, if you're struggling at work or if you're feeling like you don't have a voice, one, it's not your fault. This, this is carrying over from childhood and every other woman I'm working with is dealing with the same thing. So this isn't your fault. This is habits. It's, it's behavioral habits from when you were a child. And so many of the things that I coach people on is just thinking, okay, which of these habits that you either have that you need to break or habits that you don't have that you should get into would give you the biggest bang for your buck. Mm. And, and for some women, it is speaking up and having a voice and, and me coaching them on how to do that. For some women, it's, it's, it's speaking less. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I know some of them.
0: Uh, uh, so I, it, it is I have really been
1: situational. one of them.
0: <laughs> Me too. So it's really situational from person to person. But I think either breaking a few habits that are going to be the most impactful or building new habits that are going to be contributing to your success is, is what can make the big difference.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I want to stay with this for just a little bit because, you know, the name of your of your coaching program is Shattered Glass and you're talking about mm-hmm. the glass ceiling. Yeah, um,
1: I think that's kind of where I was going and it, I didn't really formulate it very well. Can I ask the question? Again? <laughs> <laughs> because I think you, you're dealing very, very uh, closely with people's personal skill sets and personal mindsets and at the same time there are systemic issues that keep women from succeeding and is just a personal shift enough to take on that systemic barrier i guess is is that in the neighborhood of what you were being curious about charles
2: well yeah i mean i mean i'm kind of presupposing I'm curious about whether or yeah, I'm curious about whether or not those personal changes, whether you have stories of women who made those personal shifts and made those personal changes and and you know, how did they handle the pushback or did it actually change their workplace culture, mm-hmm. yeah or did, or did they have to go somewhere else to to be you know purposeful and fulfilled and be holy themselves? Yes. Answer so any that's answer that's answer any part of that that you want okay. to. Yeah. We're
1: we're famous for our question clusters. And yeah. so that that was one of them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I think that one woman pushing the boundaries is enough to make organizational changes.
1: Ooh, bold.
0: I do. And I also think that the the more women who either hire coaches or or do some kind of developmental work in order to better themselves and, and, and break that glass ceiling, I think that they become the role models for the children now. Mm. And so you, you talk about mentoring youth. Right now, this generation of kids, they're seeing a, a female vice president for the first time ever. I never saw that when I was a kid. Uh, and, and, you know, just, just having w- women who are in the workforce now, um, taking on those challenges and doing that, I think, I think does set a precedent so that it is a bold statement, but I would argue that, that one woman making those changes is enough to change things on an organizational level, which will someday make some systemic changes, uh, which is so cool to think about as a coach that, that my one client could have that impact. And yeah, I, I think that I've seen some women who have been able to stand up for what they want and eventually either get that promotion or or get to work on that project that they didn't even think they were going to be a part of. On the other hand, I had one client. This is a specific client story. She uh, was was torn between if she wanted to stay in her current role or switch careers altogether. And we, we did a lot of coaching and a lot of back and forth about why she w- might want to stay in her current career and why she might, might want to switch. And she, she was a manager and she was looking to be a director. She wanted, she wanted more responsibility. She wanted to manage a bigger team. She was, she was managing a small team at the time. She did want to raise. She, she wanted more responsibility. She wanted to feel like she was trusted in the company and she wasn't feeling that. And what it ultimately came down to is you need to figure out if that's coming up for you or not, which led to some hard conversations that she needed to have. So we figured out, you know, who she needed to talk to, how she needed to approach the conversation, what her non-negotiables were. And then I asked her, I said, if you don't get those non-negotiables, are you willing to walk away? Hmm. And she said, I'm willing to walk away if I don't get those. And she goes into the conversation and she has the conversation and she did not have confidence that she had a clear path to that director position that she wanted. She said it, it wasn't a no, but she didn't feel confident about it. Hmm. I said, are are you willing to walk away? She said, I'm willing to walk away. She comes at me the next week. And she said, well, I told them that I wanted to walk away after our conversation and I got a promotion. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But even if she didn't though, she, she stuck to her guns about what she wanted and what she wasn't willing to give up. And she she knew her value and what she was worth. And if it wasn't going to be at that current company, she was going to take a leap into a new career. And I bet she would have been successful in it. And the point was that she stuck to what she really felt was worth it for her. And it did end up working out for her. But if it wasn't, she was prepared to walk away, which I thought was bold and admirable.
1: Yeah. And that's key too, I think, to making a real change is believing in yourself enough and believing that your meaning and purpose and joy in life is worth that and that you will find a better place if this one doesn't embrace you. I wow, agree. And how beautiful. Sometimes,
0: sometimes people have this idea that there, there's a right answer and a wrong answer. and And if this turns out, to be what happens for me, then like, I got it right. I succeeded. <laughs> right. And in reality, I think that there, there's usually a lot of right answers. If, if, if you don't succeed, you learn something, you might get something better in the end. Anyways, there, there is that quote you either, you either, you, you don't fail, you succeed or you learn. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so true with every situation that you're given even if it doesn't turn out the ideal way that you hoped, you're you're going to get something out of it.
2: With that with that mindset, you talk about mindset a lot, and that's that's one of the key things for me. Is like, okay, I'm feeling overwhelmed. No, I am being bombarded with opportunity.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look at you! I can tell you've been to coaching lately.
2: <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And I just wanted to thanks so much for having this discussion about you know barriers, barriers and opportunities for women. And I just actually want to. Um, I want to address the men who might be listening and especially the men in the workplace who might have women in the workplace who might have women in the workplace who are behaving in ways that are new to you, guys. (laughs) So if a woman in a meeting says, I, instead of we, and you're feeling a little uncomfortable, just like check in with that. Like why, you know, if you're wanting to like go to the water cooler and say, wow, wasn't she a bitch? Like what's, what's that about? And maybe consider next time you hear a woman say, I did that. Maybe consider giving her a high five rather than a scowl. And you know, it may, one of the things that we have to leave is the idea that there's a pie that's a given size and that somebody else's success is our failure. And I'm just gonna return to the good old Deloitte survey that inclusive workplace cultures, inclusive workplace cultures are two times more likely to meet their financial targets, three times more likely to be high performing, six times more likely to be innovative and agile. Has anybody felt the need to be innovative and agile recently? Mm -hmm. And eight times more likely to achieve better business incomes. So the the women and people of color and LGBTQI people in your workplace are rocking your business. They are making it stronger and more powerful. So give them some high fives, man.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I really like spreading that. Spreading that. Uh, spreading that news. I, I think about like, what if we'd all been eight times more likely to achieve our our outcomes for the last sixteen hundred oh years? You know, it'd be like right.
1: We would be on Mars for sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Flying, flying camels on Mars. Yeah, was my thought. But let's uh, let's take another little break and um, come back with some more inspirational questions and answers and question clusters
1: and general awesomeness from <laughs> Kate Hudson.
0: Yes,
2: great. We'll be right back.
0: Charles just dropped the mic.
2: <laughs> All right, I
0: get to live with that. <laughs> Love it. <laughs>
1: Every week, you get all sorts of fascinating information on our guest's background and a deeper dive into related topics in our
2: show notes. You can always find the latest show notes at here together.us slash pod for the latest episode, or go to here together.us slash library for show notes from our full catalog of episodes.
1: Basically, go to here together.us for all the goods.
2: And you know that every episode, on every episode, our screamingly intelligent, ridiculously wise, and abundantly knowledgeable guests propose a science, a behavioral or relationship experiment that you can do for a week, that we all can do for a week to see how it changes our lives we invite every listener to join in the fun but we know that not everyone wants to experiment on themselves <laughs> there's been some movies that have had that have gone badly that way yeah. but in you know and in fact Adam Young one of this pod's most stalwart hotties that's what we call here together fans say that one of the best parts of this podcast is watching Kelly and I do our personal growth work in front of you all he says he gets a vicarious thrill out of hearing how we take on each guest's challenge
1: You can check out the science report every Saturday morning on Facebook Live. That's where we report back to you about the week's science and our experience with it. You can find the live science on the Here Together business page, but a better idea is to join the Here Together Community Lab Facebook group so you're more likely to see the inspiring, helpful content in your feed. So you don't have to even go looking for it. Just shows up. It's right there.
2: Okay, let's get back to wrap up the show and to hear Kate's do a science challenge.
1: Yay, I can't wait. So, Kate, imagine, I don't know, 10 years, 20 years from now, everybody has taken your advice. It's a world full of people who have been coached by you. What does that world and what does that workplace? look like?
0: Ooh, I love this question. And I see a lot of women smiling and supporting each other, giving each other praise and pats on the back. I see women that don't have that barrier of lacking confidence and they are chasing after their dreams, career and personal dreams. I see a lot of solo female travelers. I see a lot of women entrepreneurs I see a lot of women who are family women with their kids that also run companies. And I see a lot of just joy and smiles and, and support and encouragement. Like it makes me smile just thinking about it. Sign me up.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, and we said earlier, we were going to talk more about, you know, purpose and, and mm-hmm. meaning. And I'm, I'm just kind of curious what that, what that looks like for you personally and what, what you want to see uh, more of for, for the women that you work with.
0: And I, I think it ties a lot to what I just said is like I, I do have this vision of women supporting women. And in, in my my job before I was a life coach, that was kind of one of my mantras was like in this company, like I'm gonna support you, you're gonna support the other men and women around you, and we're we're gonna help each other. We're gonna be a community that helps each other rather than, you know, claws our way to the top. But I think especially for women, that's really applicable. And I, I, I'm a girl's girl, like always have been my whole life. I've, I've, I've never had issues like with girl drama and relationships. I, I'm a girl's girl and I I like supporting other women. And I want to, I want to spread that. And I want people to understand that you, you can be amazing. And so can she at the same time, and you can be confident and you can achieve whatever you want to. And, and those dreams that you have, when you're a 10 year old girl, they don't have to disappear when you turn 25 or when you turn 30. And whatever it is you want to accomplish, and that can change throughout your life. It can change 20, 30 times throughout your life. It's never too late to go for it and to have the confidence to to try to reach it. And that with, with a team that believes in you, you can do it. So don't be afraid to ask for help and and let's let's do it together. Mm.
2: Great. I love that. Great. So Kate, what's the what's the best way for people to connect with you if if they want to learn more about what you do or or want to get some coaching from you? What's the what's the best way for people to find you?
0: My website is shatteredglasscoaching.com. From there, you can book a 30 minute call with me or just take a look at what I have on my website.
2: Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah I, hope, yeah. I hope many, many people take advantage of that, of that intro call. I think it would be really fruitful.
0: We'll put a link in the show notes. So
1: it's easy to find. And we hope a lot of people show up and, and get to talk to you themselves. Cause I'm already yeah. super jazzed. Like, I feel like I could give up caffeine right now.
2: <laughs> what? You <sure> about that? <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm not, but
1: you know, it's the most awake I've felt all day. <laughs>
2: Yeah, please, please, uh, please call up Kate uh, so that she can uh, be extroverted and have fun on a Zoom call. And or yeah.
1: should does she need to call me every morning at seven instead yeah. of you bringing me a cup of coffee in bed?
2: Maybe, maybe. <laughs>
1: Prying me out. <laughs> Hopefully, it'll have the same effect.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, Kate, do you have a science for us? I do. My science for you is the rejection mm. challenge. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> she just did that.
2: Why are, why are you looking at me when that?
1: <laughs> Cause I gave him a little sparkly
0: box to put his uh, rejections in. So I feel like I kind of, I suspect oh, where we're headed. Says.
2: Okay, let's hear it.
0: So there's there's different variations of this challenge that I've seen, but my cha- my specific challenge is over the next week, I want everyone to get rejected at least once per day. Wow. Okay. (laughs) And this can be, can be really any form of rejection. I like to encourage people to, when they go out to eat, to ask for a free item on the menu. (laughs) Or if you're in line at the grocery store, ask if they can throw in a candy bar for free. Oh my. (laughs) You can call up a friend who lives halfway across the country and say, hey, You want to come visit me this weekend? Why don't you just book a flight and come? Really really anything that sounds fun or exciting to you. Um, But the point is, get rejected and do things that you wouldn't normally do and and hear the no's, but also hear the yeses, because you're going to be surprised by how many things you think are going to be a no that turn into a Yes.
2: And it sounds like it's about asking for something that you really want and practicing that.
0: Yeah. And we, we kind of touched on this throughout the show, but a lot of people don't go after what they want because they have a fear that they won't get it. And that fear is, is, is a muscle that can be worked, the rejection muscle. And if you, if you practice getting rejected, suddenly going for what you want isn't all that scary anymore. Mm. And that applies to different areas of your life. Not just in the grocery store or at the restaurant asking for free food, but you can apply it to other areas as well. And and that rejection blow just for some reason doesn't sting as much after you you do a rejection challenge.
2: Wow. Yeah. Every day.
0: Oh, my gosh. Every so seven day. rejections. Yep.
2: Wow. So and you'd be failing if you asked if you for something and they gave it, it to you. Then you'd be like, oh,
1: God, yeah. I got to go. do another one.
2: <laughs>
0: uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: But exactly. boy, what a desensitization project.
0: It just really um it kind of like calibrates you to just have to be bold. <laughs> uh,
1: wow, you play hardball, that's all I'm saying, Kate.
2: Yeah, so do do you do you have clients that take that on and 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 do it every day? Or do you make everybody do it?
0: It depends on the client. Uh-huh. I I I present this challenge to certain clients who I know really need it. Yeah. Like you said, the clients who I want to play hardball with. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I can There's I'm guessing
1: you've read Go for No. Yes. Are I you am. familiar? Yeah, I, I listened to the Go for No author on a podcast and and was very uh, struck by that concept. And it. It terrifies me. I've got to say my stomach is clenching right now, but boy, I believe that it is, that it does amazing things.
2: So that was the idea of like, just keep, if you're, if you're negotiating or if you're pitching something, just keep asking until they say no. Keep asking for more until they say no. More. Every
0: um, no is a not yet.
2: hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And they found... You know, in the examples that they talked about on that podcast I listened to, there was so much success on the way to that no that people would have left on the table because they didn't ask, you know, but they asked and they got so much before they even got to that no that it was kind of mind boggling.
0: Keep going. Keep yeah. asking yeah. until you get that. No, because you'll be surprised what what you can get that you wouldn't have originally asked for had you been focused on the answer. Right. So you
1: get you get that you get the stuff, the thing, the the agreements, the whatever's. But you are also at the same time building your own gut strength, I guess, you know, the your are you're. Nailing your fear down and and opening up your your channels for yeah. your well, own so that's, what, that's I
2: mean, it goes all the way back to the beginning of this interview, Kate, talking mm-hmm. about doing things, doing things that build your confidence over time. Yeah. Love it. Wow. Love ooh, it. Ooh, all ooh. about brain plasticity and yeah. Being yeah. being protein. Yes. Yes. We mm-hmm. tried to we tried to do a podcast the other day about the ability to be the ability to be changeable and mutable. And then I mm. erased it.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's
0: very protean.
2: That's very protean. Um, <laughs> yeah. Kate, is there anything else you want to, you want to leave us with before we go?
0: Thank you guys so much for having me on. Um, this is a great conversation and I'm excited to hear it go live. So thanks guys.
2: Awesome. Thank you so much for being here with us and mm-hmm. thank you all for listening and being a lovely audience. As always. As always. As always.
1: So we're going to start celebrating the little victories and our own accomplishments. We're going to just say thank you. We're going to dial in our non-negotiables, and God help me we're gonna go for no. Is that right, Charles?
2: No, we're not. We're I not? mean, wait, no, this am I supposed to say no right now? I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm really impressed with Kate's positivity and energy and uh, sort of, sort of fearlessness, and I can imagine that her clients really catch that uh, like a virus,
1: like a really like a nice, good virus, like a good little, like a badass virus, like a badass
2: virus of positivity. Yeah, yeah. And I've definitely since I've recorded that episode and gone back and edited it again, and, and you can, I can definitely get that that virus just by listening uh, to the audio. Mm-hmm. It's definitely gotten me up off the couch on some days when I just felt low energy and didn't oh. really feel like I was knew what I was doing but that that simple phrase that she said toward the beginning that we gain confidence by doing things Oof. not by waiting until we feel like we have the confidence to do them so I always have plenty on my plenty of things on my list to do that are just little things returning phone calls sending an email editing more audio whatever it is so if I can just do something like that that doesn't feel like it's going to stretch me right away Mm -hmm. something that's in my comfort zone kind of right um, then I end up you know before long I've gotten through my list I never feel excited during that whole period
1: but how do you feel when you've got a bunch of stuff checked off
2: oh it's great it's great Yeah. And then that just builds on itself for the next day and Mm. and, and all of that. So yeah, Yeah. I'm really, really grateful to to Kate for, for sharing that with us. And Mm -hmm. like I said, at the beginning, you know, even though her target audience is women, absolutely applies to, to men, cats. Works for other people as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, thank you so much, Kate, for Shedding your energy.
1: Oh, love Shit it. Shedding I mean, your energy like virus. Particles. And I and that brings it up too. I like the idea of just using this podcast as an energy boost whenever you need.
2: Mm. Yeah. Because
1: so many of our guests are like that. They just do good things for our energy. Yeah, yours and mine. Yeah, I'm yeah, assuming yeah. that they do good things for our listeners' energy, or they wouldn't keep listening.
2: Yeah, let us know, folks. Let us know. You know, if this kind, if this kind of interview uh, inspires you, raises your energy level, gives you things to think about. Uh, mm-hmm. We know that you don't have to listen, so the fact that you are listening <laughs> uh, indicates to us that there's that there's something of value. But it would help us a lot. It would give us a little bit of energy right. to know to know what you're what you're taking away from this, right?
1: Are you just like hanging out with us because that that's, that's makes me too. feel good too?
2: Yeah. And be sure to check out those show notes, uh, as we said in the mid roll. There are you know some little snippets, some little to dos from mm-hmm. from uh, Kate, some little key takeaways, as well as a and reminder about now. the science. Yep. Some links to the go for no website and the go for no book as Love well it. as links to all of kate's social media and her website and the link for the the free call that she's offering right now oh, very so cool. take advantage of that and just so you know what's coming up yeah next week
1: remaking manhood new episode out who's yep. the guest this time
2: we're gonna be releasing a little bit belatedly an episode about father. So it's oh, it's going to come out the week after Father's Day, but it's, a, it's an interview with Kevin Schaefer, who's a sociologist studying at Brigham Young University, and he's looking at the connections between engaged fathers and how their children father and, and oh. act as partners. So it turns out spoiler alert right it's, it's kind of a no-brainer right but it's but the, the data are really clear that that fathers who were just there for their kids they don't even have to be particularly special they don't have to be these amazing feminist dads they don't have to be amazing but they have uh, to champions of fatherhood but listen
1: I, to their children look at their children did, talk to their children
2: yep actually spend time with them mm-hmm. and the results are that the the children the the male children in particular tend to have better attitudes when it comes to being in equitable partnerships with women Mm. um, tend to be more anti-racist tend to be less prone to white supremacist ideas so i mean we know that dads are important but this is kind of the the data that that show that it produces this lasting change in how men operate in the world Mm. you know down through the generations so uh, and it's, you know, it's just a lot of fun hanging out with Mark and, and oh, Kevin and, yeah. and they talk about their fatherhood and, um, you know, they're both dads. And, and at the end of the episode, Mark and I talk about our memories of our fathers and the kind of the protective factor that mm-hmm. that the little bit of engagement that we got from our dads because we mm-hmm. both, you know, didn't have our dads for forever in our lives. So, yeah, check that episode out. We'll be releasing that, that Remaking Manhood episode through this Here Together podcast stream. And then in august we're going to take
1: take a little break
2: we're gonna take a hiatus other podcasts do that apparently it's okay they do it all the time
1: and then they come back with more goodies and people are happy to hear them
2: right so we're taking august off we're gonna go on a vacation Mm -hmm. gonna go somewhere
1: yeah maybe we have
2: have to make some reservations
1: yeah we gotta figure it out
2: yeah and uh, we're going to put some put the last of the flooring in the yes. living room, the last of the wood flooring that we scavenged for cheap at the, the mm-hmm. resale store. And we're going to continue with some kitten rearing and, and some serious talks with... Quality
1: family time.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll talk more with, with Gus about cables and not chewing on cables. Right, I'm right. I'm sure he will listen very attentively yeah oh yeah i'm sure i'm sure as an attentive engaged yeah, father wants, i will have a big influence mm-hmm. yeah, on he how he behaves well. in the world
1: yeah not so much <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll uh post on that to go back to kate take advantage of her free breakthrough session you can do that at shatteredglasscoaching.com book
2: a call And remember, you have seven days between listening to this podcast and the next podcast to get a refusal every day.
1: (gasps) Yes, how brave are you? Ask
2: for a free appetizer. Do you have a sparkly
1: box to put your rejections in?
2: (laughs) Yeah, the idea that that collecting rejections is a way to prove that you're trying, Mm -hmm. that you're really putting it out there, you're being really brave. So that a rejection can be seen. It's a badge of honor. A it's a bad
1: a badge of badassery.
2: A badge of badassery. Yeah, so I'm gonna ask for stuff like uh, a free shot of sugar-free caramel in my iced uh, iced americano. Um, yeah, I guess sure that's good
1: to think of it ahead of time because I won't ever think of it in the moment. Mm-hmm. So maybe plan ahead of time.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, huh. I think I'll be asking. I'll definitely be asking some people to forward my speaking materials on to other folks
1: oh yeah it might
2: not be enough of a stretch but I'm you'd gonna... be
1: doing that anyway but yeah. maybe it'll make you that much more uh courageous in your asks
2: absolutely absolutely love it so get on it and we would love to hear about your refusals oh, so gosh, if you yeah. can post them on instagram if you can even post a picture oh, yeah. of yourself getting a no on instagram <laughs> and tag the Here Together podcast. Right. Hashtag Here Together podcast. We'd love to kind of share in the pain and the joy and the badassery Oh, we will celebrate you. Absolutely. So that, and you can also follow us on rocketfeather1 at Instagram. And as always, join us in the Here Together Community Lab on Facebook. If you want to contribute to the conversation, meet other like-minded hotties and stay connected to these ideas. Don't forget, we go live every Saturday at around nine o'clock AM mountain time. Yeah, pop
1: in and say hi and tell us what science you're doing on the science report or just, you know show us a picture we'd love
2: we'd love to hear from you yes this is charles matthews
1: and kelly roberge wishing you the courage and support to break through any barrier that's been keeping you from living your truest dreams we We love love you. you
2: the here together podcast is a project of rocket feather creative